Pastors Larry and Tiz Huck welcome you to another Larry Huck Ministries podcast. We pray this teaching will fill you with God's wisdom, anointing, and revelation knowledge. Thank you for your prayers and faithful support. Tonight uh, is going to be totally different, and um, it is from my heart, and it's a subject that we don't hear too often in church. But um, being a jock, you do a lot of different things, and you um, do some things you probably shouldn't do, especially because I, when I was in it in high school, I was the only girl. I had to fight to be there. And uh, so I had to dress in locker rooms and have people walk me into the pool because they didn't have any place for girls to swim. So I guess I can be uh, somebody who started regular um, Title IX, regular uh, sports events for women. Amen. <laughs> well, tonight's going to be a little different um, because some of you or all of you will have to make a decision to be set free tonight. <laughs> I'm giving this title, uh, this teaching, the title, Hidden in Plain Sight. And it's hit, called Hidden in Plain Sight because a lot of us here are being involved, we're smiling, we're having a good time and enjoying one another, but we also have secrets. We have things that uh, you don't want to remember, you don't want others to know about, uh, you don't want others to see that you've been hurt. So uh, just a quick FYI for all of you who don't know me, I'm pretty straightforward to the point. (laughs) And uh, we're going to have got, I'm going to tell you from my heart what this is about because I've been there. And uh, we're going to just let God do a work in all of us. Amen. Some of you are dealing with or suffering with to this day what the world's vision of, of you are are who you are or what how you should be and we hear it all in the media right now about um women being raped or just touched the wrong way and things like that and they're not talking about the women and some women they probably have been most women have been and they just don't talk about it but some of those women that i heard and listened to it's like okay did they really do that or are they in for a payday Unfortunately, we didn't have paydays back in the day. <laughs> but uh, during this time, uh, some of the ladies, just, I hear it, and I just my heart just goes out to them. And nobody's really doing anything about it. Um, it's a thing to talk about. Because some of us are caught into a quagmire. And those ladies that we heard about, um, they've been suffering through this or holding this in for years even some of them a lifetime and we today we're not going to be doing that if we are doing that we're going to let go of that thing tonight amen Uh, some of us have might have gotten help went to counseling or just talking about it with a friend Um, but a lot of women who are now saved tongue talking and believing in God uh, and giving their lives to Christ suffer because they are ignorant of the power of God and the wisdom of the Holy Spirit. 
And that comes through prayer, knowing that and asking God for it. And, and just, you know, giving yourself over, surrendering to God all the things that have happened to you in your lifetime. So I am here to ask the question, how many of you believe, trust in, and rely on God's word tonight? Because that's one of the things you're going to have to do. And I said I wasn't going to hold this because I talk and I'm already hearing it differently. So I'm going to try to put it in here. (laughs) Because I use my hands for a lot of things. (laughs) I'm a hand. (laughs) So... um, One of the things, uh, here's what Webster's Dictionary says about trauma, because that is a trauma in your life. And some of us don't know how to get rid of trauma. Some of us uh, don't want to acknowledge it as trauma, but it's trauma. Uh, Webster says it's a disordered psychic or behavioral state resulting from severe mental or emotional stress or physical injury. But God's word says that we have the mind of Christ when we become a child of the living king. And so we need to remember that. That's who we are. We need to remember who we are in Christ Jesus and believe how he sees us and not how the world system says we should be or how they say we should be. This is a very personal thing because I have suffered trauma through rape. And how many of us know that the enemy, the devil, he's real, the world wants to keep us buried under guilt, shame, and the tag of being a victim. In my younger, I call it ignorant, unsaved years, (laughs) because that's what it was. I was raped by somebody that I knew and thought was my friend, and usually that's how it is. The sister wanted to tell me that I was a victim, but the real victim was the guy that was used by the devil and controlled by the enemy. Um, I did not and could not accept the victim tag that the world uh, tried to attach to me, and during it, and I, I, and I think about it now, and it's funny how God would just interject things into your mind or into you when you least expect it. I was not saved, and I was going through that, and of course, you know, you try to fight or struggle a little bit. And this voice just said, there's more of that than it is of you. Stop fighting. And I was like, first, I heard it, and then I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> but I heard it again, and so, and so I stopped. And I looked at uh, my assailants, I'll call them his eyes, and uh, it just wasn't the person that I was used to seeing. So I knew that he something was off, something was different. And, of course, now, you know, through the years, it's like, okay, he was controlled by the enemy. And we don't always think about that, but that's no excuse. But, <laughs> but uh, so God intervened for me to get me to stop doing what I was doing and uh, to just go, okay, I don't know what he has or who that, who that voice was, but I'm going to do what it told me to do. And so I was lucky that my spirit knew enough to listen. <laughs> but my friends um, took care of him for me, so I never went to the authorities. Uh, Seriously, I went to the head of the college, but I didn't go to the authorities. And they took care of it, and I was fine. I was fine with that. And my spirit knew um, that it was okay, that it was okay. Almighty God has my heart, my soul, and all of my emotions. And there is nothing that I can't get over, nothing that I can't get through because of him. And I want the same for you guys tonight. Amen. 
Because there is nothing that we cannot get through and get over when we know Jesus. One of my favorite scriptures is Isaiah 60 verse 1. And it says, arise, get up from your depression and prostration that the circumstances have kept you. Rise to a new life. Shine, be radiant and the, with the glory of the Lord for your light has come. So we don't need to be cowered down on our face, on our knees, feeling bad because he said, get up. What are you doing? Get up. <laughs> I have changed you. And when I hear that, I'm like, I love that part because how many times you hear God tell somebody, just get up like he did Gideon. Just get from behind that thing and go do what I told you to do. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I'm getting up. I'm going to keep moving forward. But um, we need to and we have to get out of our depression. And some of people go into depression super easily. And um, I've been that way. And I don't know why my voice is cracking, but I've been that way. And I thought, this is not me. Who is this person? <laughs> and sometimes the enemy comes in that way to sidetrack you from what you should be doing. Um, if that keeps you from doing what God calls you to be, you need to get rid of that. You need to say, God, all of this stuff that I have, all these feelings, all this shame, guilt, and what other people are talking to me about and what I'm hearing, I'm not going to accept that. I'm not going to take that on and I'm going to do what you have told me to do, what you have taught me to do in your word. Amen. We are the people of God. We are the women of God. We are the army of God. And he's depending on us to stand, to live, and to fight for our country, our nation, and the kingdom of God. Because there is nobody else but us. And I know a lot of things are going on, but we are the army. God put us here for a reason. So circumstances and things like that, they can't hold you down. You cannot let it hold you down and keep you in a, a state of um, depression or shame or guilt. Because it has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with the enemy. We have his genes in us. <laughs> I found out there's many scriptures in the Bible that deal with the effects of trauma. I didn't know that until I started studying. I'm like, wow, there's a whole lot in the Bible about dealing with trauma. Uh, trauma can lead to many spirits that can attach themselves to you. Depression is one. Sickness is another. Psalms 147.3 says, he heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds, carrying their pains and their sorrows. And all that tied into one nutshell is a sorrow that some of us are carrying. Almighty God is a healer, and tonight he's your healer. He's the one who is setting you free from any and all trauma, holding you back from being who God has created you to be. You're special. God knows your name. He knows everything you've been through. And there is nothing that can hold you back because he lives in you. He strengthens you. Uh, who does our father say that we have? I have a handout that you can pick up after we're done here. I thought I was going to put it over there, but there's so much food. So I put it over there on the fireplace. Uh, the I am handout that says, uh, tells you who God says you are. So we need to remember that. And then I also have a handout that Pastor Tiz had. Uh, her healing scriptures. I have 50 healing scriptures uh, for healing because in situations like that, we need to be healed. Amen.
some of the things that he says we are is we're redeemed from the hand of the enemy. We need to remember we are redeemed from the hand of the enemy. He can't have his hands on us. We're sanctified. We're delivered from the powers of darkness, casting all my cares upon the Lord, healed by his stripes, exercising my authority over the enemy. Jesus gave us the authority over the enemy and all the things that he tries to put on us. And we have authority over that. And we are more than conquerors, just to say, tell you a few. We are to believe and own who God says we are, right? We need to own it, who he says we are. We are, if yes, we were violated in one way or another, but my God says that I daily overcome the enemy. I daily overcome the devil. And I had that experience today on the way over here. <laughs> I was telling Pastor Nancy, <laughs> I was driving here. And as I was coming out to come and I'm praying, driving down the street to get to where I have to turn. And this car was in front of me and the light turned green, never moved. I beeped my horn. He or she inched up a little bit. I beeped it again. They still inched up a little bit. And I'm going, what the heck? And, <laughs> and so the person behind me came up and then they just laid on their horn. And they, and they still, they just kind of inched around the corner. And I'm like, devil. Because <laughs> I was like, okay. I'm not going to get upset. Then I drive down a little further, a couple, a few blocks. And this guy, I see him running out in the street in the middle of the intersection, just doing his hands and just yelling like he was a maniac. And I thought he was running across the street. Well, he stopped. So I'm going through the green light. So I blow my horn and he's like doing this and leaned over towards my car. And I think we were probably from me to that uh, information center. That's how close I got to it. I'm like... I cannot believe this. And then, and then I started laughing because I was like, devil, I see you. You must really have something for me to say because you're trying really hard to get me my mind off of it and to not make it. But it was like, I, I can't believe that, that I had to go through all that before I came. And it's like, you know what? That's one thing we need to remember. We need to remember... We can't defeat the enemy if we can't recognize him. So we need to always be looking out for what he's doing because he has everything. He knows everything about you and he knows the things that push your buttons. <laughs> so we need to be able to recognize the enemy before he can do anything. Amen. <clears throat> so we need to make sure that we are saved, full of the Holy Ghost and power. And some of us have forgotten we've become new creatures. We are new creatures. No matter what happened back then, we are new creatures. That, to me, that didn't even exist. It's not that we're going to ever forget it, but we don't have to remember. It doesn't have to be in the forefront of our minds all the time. No matter what it was, rape, fondling, abuse, divorce, death, our God is more powerful than our circumstance. Revelations 21.4 says... God will wipe away every tear from their eyes and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be anguish, sorrow, or mourning, nor grief, nor pain anymore. For the old conditions and former order of things have passed away. And I'm like, thank you, God, that I can stand on your word 
and not have to even think about the things that I used to do when I was not saved <laughs> and the things that have happened, you know, along the way. Of course, if you had a death in the, in a, or love of a loved one, and there's, there is a time for mourning, but it is not to consume your life. And so we need to remember that when somebody close passes away. And I remember when my mom passed away and everybody was looking at me like, why are you not crying? Why are you not mourning? I said, I miss my mom. I said, but I knew, I know where she is. I knew where she went. She was ready. I was prepared because I was taking care of her. So it, it made a big difference. And it makes a big difference when you know where they are. <laughs> so we need to remember that. Um, what happened to us was demonic. But my God, our God is greater than anything in this world. Even the stuff we hear about going on now. He's bigger. He's greater than all of that. And so we need to not be fearful, anxious, or anything. Uh, he'll, turn, he'll turn our lives and the circumstances upside down for his good. Not for ours necessarily, but for his good. Amen. It's not what we want, but it's what God has planned for us. And I believe he's got some great things planned for each and every one of us. As women, as Christians, because we're the ones who pray people into the church. We're the ones that pray for our husbands, our kids, and things like that. And so he needs us alert. He needs us awake, knowing what's going on and trusting in him and not what we think in our own mind. Amen. God has blessed us, given us the will, power to stand. Stand through anything. The promise of success, we need to stand in that. Jesus said at the end of his task, because he had a task here on earth, so at the end of his task on the cross, that this is what God had fortified or strengthened him for. And he's doing the same thing for us now. He's strengthening us. He's fortifying us to do what he has called us to do, to take this, take this world back for him. You know, we're to make this earth and this world be like Jesus' home. So when he comes back, he feels at home. And we will feel at home. Amen. He is fortifying us, strengthening us, empowering us to shake off the old man and to move forward in our new lives with him. Nothing, no event or circumstance or no person can hold us back but us. This is what will hold us back. Not anything that has ever happened to you in your whole life. We need to give Almighty God our hearts, our hurts and pains, even our memories. Because a lot of us like to hold on to those. We need to even give those to God. He can take those memories away from us. They might be on the back burner. And a lot of the stuff that I went through, that event, I just... I never thought about it again until the kids started hearing all this stuff going on now. And so it's bringing it up again. So, of course, that is going to come back. But we don't have to own it. We don't have to accept it. We don't have to keep it. We don't have to feel like those people who are out there owning it and feeling it and, and saying they're victims. Amen. Because we're not a victim. We're overcomers. Amen. We can take those memories away from us. And I, I'm, I'm just so glad that... God is so faithful to do things we don't even think he's done for us. But even the little tiny things. He does miracles for us every single day. And, and some of them are so small we don't even think about them. But we're miracles happening every day. A miracle's happening in our lives. I have down there three steps to be set free and stay free. And I tell you, when I started studying for this, I... Um, Reread Pastor Larry's book, <laughs> uh, Set Free, Free at Last, 
because I'm like, you know what? Because that's what it really is. It's us being set free again and again and again. And we have to make that decision to be set free and stay free. Number one is recognize the curse or the enemy. You can't be free from the enemy if you don't see him or recognize him. Does depression have a hold on you? Are you indecisive or double-minded? Are you full of confusion and shame? Do you feel rejected by others? Are you bitter? Do you suffer from anxiety or panic attacks? I hear people talking about panic attacks all the time. I say, well, just tell it no. And I'm like, okay, I must have got all that from being a jock because, you know, you can't go through all that. Sometimes you lose, sometimes you win, so you got to be ready to handle it all. And so it's just like, okay, I lost. Okay, so it's just going to make me stronger and I have to dig in a little deeper. Well, that's the same thing with what the enemy brings to you. You need to reject it, own who you are, and move forward in what God has for you. All of these are ploys of the enemy to destroy you, your spirit, and keep you bound. Recognizing these as attacks of the enemy gets you set up for freedom. We can't control what has happened to us, but God has given us his power to control what happens to us and through us in the future. And now, 1 Corinthians 10, 13 says, No circumstance has overtaken you except such as common to man, but God is faithful who will not allow you to be overcome beyond what you are able. But with the temptation or circumstance will also make the way of escape, but you may be able to bear it. And I, I, I love that part, that he will not allow us to be overcome by anything. And sometimes you think about it like, I just don't know what to do. No, I know what to do. God tells me what to do. He gives us an instruction manual called the Bible, and he tells us exactly what we should do in every circumstance. Amen. God always reaches out a hand of healing and deliverance to us. It's up to us to not worry about what someone near you or around you thinks. It's not, who cares what they think? <laughs> I care about what God thinks, <laughs> and that's how we all should be. Amen. It's time to admit you are holding on to it's time to admit if you are holding on to something or is something keeping you bound or in a certain place where you don't want to be. Amen. Where you can't move forward. Our whole goal here on earth is to move forward. The violent take it by force. Christians take it by force. We can't lay down and let the enemy run us ragged. Which I think, I can't remember who said it or somebody was teaching it said the enemy is trying to wear Christians out. And it's like, no way. He's not going to have more energy than me. He's not going to have, he's not going to have more tenacity than me. He's not going to keep me from moving forward and do what I believe God has called me to do. And that's one reason why I came up to talk about what I'm talking about because you don't hear about it. Nobody really addresses it, but a lot of us are hiding in plain sight. And holding it in, and it's time to just get rid of it. Amen. So we want to release that thought, give it right to God now. Jesus told us to give our burdens and weights to him, and he will carry them. Which means he's taken them all from us. We just need to let go. Number two, break the bondage. Ephesians 6, 10 to 11 says, Finally, brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. 
Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles, the tricks, and the strategies of the devil. The past can be a chain that keeps you from enjoying the present and being successful in the future. Don't let that happen. We're not going to let that happen. Amen? We are to use spiritual weapons to break the bondage. We do not wrestle against flesh and blood. We all know that scripture. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but powers and principalities and powers. And those are real. <laughs> we need to recognize they're real so we know how to counteract that with our spiritual weapons. We can't defeat these attacks on our, with our own minds and efforts. The enemy wants us to think that we can fight him so he can keep pulling us back down. Only when he knows that we just think in our heads how we're going to fight him. But when we know and he knows that we have spiritual weapons that we can pull from, he backs up a little bit. He might try a different way, but we always know his strategies because they never change. He, he hasn't done anything original under the sun. <laughs> and we need to remember that. God can counter and tear down all of them for us. But he wants us to step up and start doing some of it too. And then he will partner with us and help us through it. Amen. When we surrender the reins, then he can work. The Bible our, or our instruction manual says, it's the truth that we know, understand, and believe that will set us free. The truth that we know, and pastor says it all the time, the truth that we know, but the truth that we understand. We can hear it, hear it, hear it, and think we know it. But you really understand it when, when the metal meets the road and something happens. Did you understand it? And can you use it in your life? I think about that and say, okay, I understand it. I, I believe it. I trust in God and what he says. Now when something happens, what am I going to do? <laughs> and that's one thing we need to ask ourselves. What are we going to do when something happens? Are we going to run to say something? I don't know what to do. Or just fall out crying? No. We stand up with the word of God. Just like Pastor Tiz did when she went through all the stuff with cancer. And, and Jen and Luke did with Lion. They stood up. They knew their weapons. And they used them against the enemy. And, and the enemy can't win. He can't. Uh, when we're faced with these, we must attack. We can't just move back and say, okay, I'm just going to, you know, ask God to come in and help. No, we need to be the first ones on the line. We're the first ones that need to attack the enemy and we need to attack him like he's never been attacked before. <laughs> so he knows who we are. I know Scott always says something like, uh, the devil says, I know Moses and I know Abraham and I know, <laughs> but who are you? <laughs> well, he needs to know our name. <laughs> He needs to know who we are, so he'll back up and say, okay, I'm not going to mess with them because they know what they're talking about. And that's how, and we need to stand on that. Number three, regain control. Our will sets a direction for our lives. If we are influenced by the enemy, the world standards uh, without accountability, we will, be, we will continue to be weak and bound. So everything, you, and we're bombarded every single day by thousands of things from the enemy, from the world, every day. So you need to make sure you're praying so you have a deep relationship with the Lord. You need to make sure you're studying his word. So when things come to you or upon you, 
you know what to say. You know how to fight. You know how to counteract the things of the world. Uh, Ephesians 3.16 says, May he, Almighty God, grant you out of the rich treasury of his glory to be strengthened and reinforced with mighty power in the inner man by the Holy Spirit himself dwelling in, in your innermost being and personality. And I'm like, God, you can take control of this body in my mind. Every, I just give it all to you because I already know. Well, I'm not very emotional, but, <laughs> but I can be. But, you know, everybody puts a tag on women that we're emotional beings. Every, every woman's not emotional. That's a lie. <laughs> I think Scott's more emotional than me. <laughs> But I, somebody says, you just don't care, do you? No. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> but you know what? We don't have to be that way. And even if we are a little bit, we still can pick ourselves up, get ourselves together and our minds together and our emotions intact and move on to what God has for us. God never said we had to be emotional. I don't remember anything in the Bible that says women were emotional. So that was a lie. God has equipped us from within so we have his strength to do the right thing right now to be set free and I I thought about all of this and I thought man how much time do I still have and I just said oh man I just love the way God moves on people and I I look at uh, what's going on in, um, in our church And every week we see miracles happen. Every week we see God moving in in people's lives. And, you know, we're a family. Pastor says that all the time. And some people might not think we're a family, but we are a family. We pray for each and every one of you. We stand in the gap for each and every one of you. We're trying to do things and give people, make them closer uh, to us as a family and just get people involved. The church doesn't work if the people that come in here don't get involved. <laughs> so we need to make sure that people are getting involved, giving them every opportunity to get involved and be uh, who God has called us to be. And, you know, take a stand, not only in this neighborhood, but wherever you are. Um, <laughs> I think my kids, um, they, they just think I talk way too much to, pe- <laughs> to people that I don't even know because it's just in me to talk to people. <laughs> and I can go up to anybody and start talking and get in their space and don't care. And just, you know, start talking. Like I go in a grocery store and I'm talking to people in the aisles and they're going, Mom, what are you doing? I'm, and I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and it's just, I guess that's just the way he equipped me. I can just talk to anybody and I thank God my son is like that. And <laughs> he can talk to anybody, but it's just like, God, you know, he equips us to do what he wants us to do. So I guess that's one of my gifts to be able to just go up and chat. <laughs> so God has uh, created us to do different things. We need to own the different things. Some of the things um, that are easy for us, everybody's always wondering, what is my calling? What does God call me to do? Whatever's the easiest thing for you to do in your life, that's your calling. 
because you don't even have to think about it. You you just automatically do it. Well, that's the gift he's given you. And so we need to remember that, that he equips us from within. We don't have to go out. Studying doesn't hurt, but we don't have to go out and get a PhD in ministry or, you know, how to pray or just anything. Because he has equipped each and every one of you to do something specific. And he has multiple people who can do everything, but he gives us a special task to do but even if we don't do it he'll try to find somebody else who will and uh, I've had that experience before (laughs) I I think um, when we went to Casey Treats Church I I just hear God talking to me and Pastor Nancy's like that she hears him all the time (laughs) but uh, he told me to say something somebody prayed in tongues and uh, he gave me what he said And I was like, I'm not going to say that. (laughs) And I kept hearing to to go ahead and say it. I'm like, these people really don't know me that well. (laughs) That I'm not going to say that. But you know, when you first get saved, you'll do anything. But I didn't do that. (laughs) But, uh, and so I didn't do it. And then like a few minutes later, this person stood up and said exactly what I was told to say (laughs) and I'm like okay God okay God (laughs) so we need to remember you know when he tells us to do something we need to do it we need to do it and just with this thing that's going on in our lives and uh, the trauma that people are going through yes it happened yes it's not going to be out of our memory banks but we can put it way back in our memory banks But you know what? It doesn't have to own us. It doesn't have to keep us at a certain level in our lives. It can, uh, it doesn't have to hold us back. I'll put it that way. Because you hear about different things going on and, um, like Black Lives Matter and people are talking about different things. And, uh, I have lived through being discriminated against. And so sometimes I like, get over it. (laughs) <laughs> you know, I, I've been, you know, as a swimmer, I was the only girl mostly. And, uh, of course, I was the only black girl. So everywhere I went, I was the only one of color there. And, um, and so I went to this one swimming meet in, uh, I think it was North Carolina. And uh, I swam all over, so I knew a lot of people. I went to this meet, and my name does not sound like I'm black, but I am. <laughs> Just in case you didn't know. <laughs> and uh, so my name was Lydia Manuel. So my name is in there. So I go in there trying to sign in and, and they're looking at me like, who are you? You know, and I'm like, uh, I'm signing in. My name is right there. And, <laughs> and they said, you cannot swim in this pool. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Because I think I was probably like, maybe 11 and I'm like what are you talking about and uh and they said people of color cannot swim in this pool and I'm like uh I'm registered and 
you know. <laughs> and so one of my friends, her dad was putting on the swim meet and she saw me and she said, you need to hurry up and go. We're getting ready to start. And I said, well, they won't let me swim. They won't let me. They said, I can't swim. And she's like, what are you talking about? So I told her what happened and she went and told her dad. And her dad came and said, if she doesn't swim, we're not having a meet. <laughs> so all my friends I swam against stood up for me. But after I swam and we left, my dad, and, and, and he told me, I said, well, why are people, why are they like that? What, what is, you know, because I'm like, okay, I don't know what this is. <laughs> uh, and uh, he said to me, that's sin in people's lives. That racism is sin in people's lives. And I'm like, okay. Sending people's lives. I said, and I thought about it and I said, okay, so I get it. But then after we left, we turned around and they were draining the pool because I swam in the pool. And I'm like, but it stuck with me that he said, when people treat you a certain way, that it's just sin in their lives because that's what racism is. It's sin because God, nowhere in the Bible says you should be like that. And so, and I thought, okay, I get it now. So when sometimes I, hear about all that and I'm like no <laughs> you know I said I, I get it stuff happens I said but you don't have to own it you don't have to own it so but if that's if you acknowledge that you have to be set free from all that anguish and pain and, and the idea that uh, you're a victim um, tonight's your night to be set free uh, we're going to bind the memory of the, you need to bind the memory of the past experience, forgetting those things which are behind you, looking forward to what God has for you, and moving on from there. Um, remember, true freedom is being delivered from any controlling power that hinders you or stops you from fulfilling God's will for you and you moving forward in the life he has set before you. And on that one, we're just going to start, we're going to pray. And if that's you, I want you to stand up right now. Uh, I was going to have people come forward and pray, but I just want you to stand up to acknowledge that that's you. You need to bind that thing. You need to get rid of that thing. And we're going to pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Father, we come to you tonight exposed and ready to be set free and loosed from any guilt, ties and any other hindering and controlling spirits that would try to keep us from living a whole and healthy life. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you that we can acknowledge the things that have been in our lives that hinder us and hold us back. Any circumstances, any events, Lord God, that will keep us from moving into the place that you have us to be. We bind any and all painful memories of trauma or abuse and declare that we are all washed clean inside and out. We bind anything that seeks to hinder our future relationships and our relationship with you. Father, we thank you that your arms are open to us, that we pray a, a hedge of protection around our future, our memories, and release God's healing, restoration, blessings, and promises over us right now in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you that uh, whoever needed to hear this will hear it. And thank you, Father, that you are erasing these things from our memories, from our minds. And we just praise you, Father, and thank you that you are 
our instruction manual. You are our example, and we thank you more than anything from sending your son Jesus to save us, to cleanse us, to be an example for us, and so that we also know know that he was fortified, and in the same way that he's done it, that we are fortified to move forward in this world for you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.